Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. Hi everyone, Dr. Liz here. This week, I thought we would get back to some hypnosis research. Sometimes the podcast strays away from it because the focus of the podcast is healing, transformation, all different methods of that. But I also really started it to be able to share some of the research around hypnosis. It's actually pretty extensive research around hypnosis that people generally aren't aware of. So this article comes from the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis, volume 62, number four, April 2020. And the author of it is Philip Appel, A Philosophical Approach to the Rehabilitation of the Patient with Persistent Pain. And I'm airing it right now because people are recovering from COVID and finding that the recovery is long and sometimes hard and that they have some chronic pain issues coming up with it as they recover, that things do not immediately get better. Even within a couple of weeks, the effects begin to last for months. So I thought I would share some of his wisdom. This article really maps out all kinds of different ways to help people in pain with hypnosis. So now hypnosis doesn't always cure pain. It can actually help truly decrease the level of pain to where it's pretty non-existent. But in general, when you're talking about chronic pain, persistent pain, then we're not talking about hypnosis curing it. What we do talk about is how do you manage your emotional reactivity to pain? And then how does that emotional reactivity, how you react to the pain, influence it? Meaning, Let's see if we can bring down the experience of pain and bring up the experience of hopefulness because often when you're in chronic pain, you lose hope. You're like, oh my gosh, this is never going to get better. And then that doesn't make anything better. Actually, it makes the sensation of pain in the brain worse. So they know that from brain studies. One of the first recommendations he makes is that you begin to listen to your internal dialogue. So your internal voice, we all have a voice that goes on inside of our heads, most of us, and I say all, but most of us. Now talking to both friends and clients over the years, I realized some people hear their voice like it's talking to them. Some people see it like words are being written in the air or on a blackboard or something like that. Other people see images, but most of us do have this sense of talking to ourselves, this internal conversation that goes on with ourselves. So become aware of this and evaluate whether it's helpful and positive in nature or whether it's the opposite. So once you begin to turn your attention to the voice, what is it saying to you? Is it kind? Is it compassionate? Or is it 
critical and harsh? Does it tell you nothing's ever going to get better? Just give up? Or does it say, hey, you're doing okay, even if that's just for today, even if that's just for the next hour or five minutes, things are going to get better. See what your voice is saying to you and then see if you can shift it into a positive voice. So I definitely have a couple of voices that go on in my head. One is my critical voice and it it speaks pretty harsh to me and it says, oh my God, don't be so stupid, (laughs) right? And that's probably um, my older sister's voice. It's probably not my parents, actually. (laughs) I was the youngest of four, so you can imagine that I got picked on quite a bit. I remember riding along in the car and my dad getting so upset at my sister, who was two years ahead of me, telling me that I was stupid. And he would say, like, don't say that to her and all this stuff. And as a parent, I saw this happen with my own kids and it would upset me as well. So sometimes we don't internalize the voice of a parent. Instead, sometimes it's the voice of a sibling. So be aware of that. Who does the voice sound like and what it's saying? Now, I also have what I call my cupcake voice being an ex-overeater. It's a cupcake voice. And this one is very soft and nice and sweet, right? Like a cupcake. And it says really good things to me. So I try to bring it forward as much as I can, particularly if my critical voice is having a field day with me. So same, when you're in pain or having a pain experience, think about how you can talk to yourself that's helpful instead of critical, that's supportive instead of blaming, that's compassionate to you. So it may sound something like you're going to get better, you're going to get through this, We're learning things as we go here. We're going to be able to use our experience to help other people. It may get spiritual. We don't know why we're going through this, but perhaps there's a spiritual reason that we need to go through this pain experience that may be for a next life. It may be because of a previous life. It may be none of that. It may be that we need to use this in a different way. So think of a very kind and sensitive voice speaking to you. Now, another layer to this is realizing and recognizing when your voice becomes very emotional. So we know that treating the emotional component of pain, the suffering that people go through is actually just as important as concentrating on reducing the physical part of the pain because they're linked together. But sometimes what happens is they get unlinked and someone just moves into suffering all the time, not based on what's going on in their body. So be aware if that is one of your own processes and how feelings influence this depression, anger, anxiety, sadness. And here is a little technique that you can use when these feelings do come up. So you can repeat to yourself silently three times, whatever phrase describes your mood, like, I am sad. And then notice your body's responses to that thought. I am sad. I am sad. Then try changing the language and just state that you're aware of the feeling instead. So this sounds like, I am aware of the feeling of sadness. I am aware 
of the feeling of sadness. I am aware of the feeling of sadness. And notice if your body responds differently. So when I'm working with clients, I almost always at some point during the session, check in with their body and how their language is affecting their body and the communication back and forth. So sometimes we check in with our body to figure out what the feeling is. And sometimes we check in with our body after feeling the feeling. But generally, when you begin to change the language, it feels different in the body. So for me, I am aware of a feeling of sadness. Doesn't feel as intense as I am sad. So it may be something that I want to use at some point when the feeling does come up for me. And then you can use your mood state, your feeling state, as flags to you to go into a mini hypnotic trance, a mini meditation, or do something that you know helps you feel better, any kind of self-soothing like making a cup of tea or perhaps going for a gentle walk or even some gentle stretching or simply looking outside the window, maybe getting some sunlight in your eyes. Anything that helps bring you soothing. So the emotional state is a flag of, oh, okay, I am sad. I am aware of a feeling of sadness. It's okay for me to feel this. But also, what can I do to help myself soothe it that's healthy for me? So that's a way to work with the feelings. And if you're really struggling with what is soothing for me, then Dr. Appel recommends that you think back into the past of things that have helped you in the past. So he gives example of three resources confidence, insight, and wisdom. So let me think of a situation when I felt like I had confidence, insight, and or wisdom. So they could be three separate situations. They could be the same one. But you think about, all right, these are the qualities that I want to feel right now. This is the soothing I want to feel. Let's say even something a little simpler, like a time that I felt calm and centered. That's pretty easy for me since I I meditate almost daily. (laughs) So I can think of, though, my little space in my house that has a yoga mat and a yoga blanket and a journal beside it and the dream book planner, which I love. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. And a little prayer that I framed that's helpful for me from Tasha Silver. I can picture that area of my house. It's actually a pretty small area, but it's an important area to me. And when I picture it, I feel calm and centered. I feel good. The sunlight comes in in the windows in the morning. The dog is there. I can even imagine petting the dog and how good that feels. So Mentally, I've moved into a state that feels calmer and centered. It feels more helpful for me. I'm not suffering in that mental state. I'm not paying attention to perhaps pain that's going into my body. Instead, I'm paying more attention to feeling calm and centered and soothed. So those are a couple of ways to help you deal with prolonged pain or persistent pain or chronic pain 
personally, I think they're helpful just for like everyday pain too as well. But the article focused really on persistent and chronic pain. So I'm hoping that it helps someone out there handle that part of their life, part of their self a little bit better. I know it says this in the outro with some good music behind it and stuff, but remember that if you want some help with this, please feel free to reach out to me. You can email me, Dr. Liz at drlizhypnosis.com or go visit my website. I work all over the world. I really do. We do Zoom sessions and we do things that are specific to you. I help you talk through the process and do hypnosis so that you feel better. All right, people. Peace. truly enjoying today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.